most movies are made in studios with big budgets. But not these. No, these sequels and prequels are crafted on the fly. Today! You'll never see these movies. Hello, and welcome to Making Number Two. On the fly movie pitches for sequels and prequels that should not exist. These are the films that you're never going to see. Keep them in your pocket, keep them in your binder, keep them in your lockbox. Is it should not exist? I forgot our own tagline as I was saying That it. should not exist. Okay, yeah. great. So I said it right. Yeah, sequels and prequels that should not exist. Well, this one should. This one should. I've got I've got a, such an idea for you today, Marty. Well, hold on. Who am I talking to here? Who is this? Oh, yeah. I'm Allie Gordon. And I'm Marty Scanlon. We're here. You're, we're your host master generals. What? Your pitch master perfects. That's pretty funny. Thank you. Um... I have an idea for a movie. Yeah, what are you? Uh, you're coming in today, and I love this. You're coming in with one. Yeah, I don't I always have. Right? I don't always have an idea, but when I do, yeah, I would say that I. <laughs> I would say that I. I probably generate more ideas, but when you come in with an idea, it's a strong one. So I have an idea. I have to admit, I don't really have a plot or anything like that. That's okay. You know, sometimes we come in and we're like, so it's like this, and she right, does like this. The three sentences. Not even that. You got a sentence? Well, so let me explain. Um, the sequel. Now I just put on one of those see-through green visors for like that, like, like an account casino people wear. Yeah, like here, let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel I am pitching today is to the iconic '80s Steven Spielberg movie E.T. Okay. I hope it is from the '80s because I just said '80s. I think it's late '80s. Right? Is probably '88. That's what I was going to guess. It might be like 91, though, but I don't think it is. I think it's see. late 80s, especially since Reese's Pieces were like, well, we're oh my almost God, out of business. We were way off. How off? I mean, it's 82. Oh, okay. So so I still... No, no, no. We're, we're, I was correct when I said 80s. Right. I'm just which saying. Which is all that really matters to me. Okay. I just can't... I just need the audience to know I was right. In that instance, in all instances. So, okay. I'm just here, leaving a moment of silence. I talked over the silence. There was no silence there. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I say no silence. Um, so. So give me the pitch. So here's here's my idea. This is what I was thinking about today. In E.T., mm-hmm. they all come to Earth to do some scavenging. Are, aren't they studying flower? I, I, to be honest, I haven't they, seen they, E.T. in a long time. They come to Earth to like scavenge. flowers and. Uh, yeah, they're like interested in our like fauna that's so cute flora yeah it's really cute i love the ride you do love the ride which doesn't exist anymore what doesn't it not exist anymore didn't they take et down they did i don't know oh. i'm sorry if I, I don't mean to break your heart but i don't think et you said your anymore. name in the beginning and then he says your name at the end yeah. always wrong martin i remember he tried to say anita which is my mom's name and he was like nanada nanada <laughs> <laughs> Or it was like, oh, no idea. <laughs> it was not even close. It was like, Marty, Molly, Canada. <laughs> it's cute because he wouldn't know. Yeah, he didn't know. That's adorable. He okay. just loves peanut butter, well, the I'm guy. About to ruin, I'm about to ruin everything for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is this a sad sequel? No, it's not a sad sequel. It's a funny sequel. Um, I always, I was thinking about it today and I was like, how did he get lost? And then why didn't they come back to look for him? Yeah, they just left him, right? They So they leave, and he's left behind because, I don't know, he wandered off or whatever. Yeah, was he curious about something? Maybe the he saw... The more I think about him, the sadder I get. He's so sweet. Maybe he, like, saw Elliot um, pouting and, like, came to, like, 
look yeah. and then he got left behind by mistake. I don't really remember, but so he got nice. left behind. And then suddenly the onus is on him to find his family and be like, I'm still here. Of course he's still there. That's where you left him. Yeah. So okay. what if yeah. they left him on, on purpose? purpose? <laughs> oh, wow. That's very, that's very funny. What if E.T. is a jerk? First of all, he gets fucking blackout drunk in the course of the movie. He's sloppy. She's a sloppy extraterrestrial. She is a sloppy drunk. Second, always gets sick. I mean, like, right away, this bitch is like, (laughs) I'm sick. I'm sure I hate this idea and I love it. We're going to see it through, but uh, I don't. It's so funny. Just like think about all the things that are cute about ET in the movie, and he's think of them. Like a, he's just like a college freshman, like drinking a sloppy for the first time. college freshman. Yeah, and imagine that he's like that on his home planet. That's so always. funny. Always, <laughs> and they're a bunch of like they're really cute, but they're like scientists, <laughs> and they're like fuck you, ET. <laughs> yeah. So ET. Okay. So in this movie, ET is someone's dad. Is someone's son? Like ET is like like the rich son of one of the scientists and the scientist is like well he has to get college credit you know he has yeah, to totally he, like he has to have volunteer work to get into like it was like bring, your, it was like, bring your son to work day exactly. and they left him on earth they were that's, like it's a perfect opportunity to get rid of et that's so funny so they fly away and of course et's like et phone home and the kid's like oh my god of course we'll get you home because he's, he's like cute. well i wrote my number on my hand in case i lost my wallet literally he's like i found a speak and say <laughs> and they're like okay and he's like, like <laughs> 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 oh my god i'm sorry isn't that what it's called? Those things that like he yeah, uses. Yeah, <laughs> a speak and say. Yeah. yeah, and he's like at home watching their TV, eating their junk food, fucking up their lazy boy chair. And then he's like, "Look, I found a closet full of dolls. Now I'm a doll." And he dresses up like a little dolly. Exactly. Hello. They actually dress him up like a doll so they can hide him from Drew Barrymore. Dolly. Um. Hello. Dolly, I'm just giving the people what they want. I've gotten a lot of people coming up to me in person. This is not a joke. This sounds like one of my bits. It sounds 100% like a bit. I have gotten people coming up to me being like, I would listen to a musical theater podcast where you two just talk musical theater. And I was like, I got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Dolly never. If I can make a a salient point, I think. Uh, musical theater podcast is different than you singing uh, one line from a song over and over. Hello. Well, tell that to Candor and Ep. What does that mean? I don't know. I just tried to take shade? a guess of who wrote Hello, Dolly. Oh, no. You thought it was Candor and Ebb? No, I just thought of the first composer. Who do you really think wrote it? Really? Take a real guess. Christina Aguilera. I mean it. Hello, Dolly was written by... It was written by... Who? People wrote... Jerry Bernard Herman. Herman. What? What did you say? I said Bernard Herman. Well, Jerry Herman. So I must have known somewhere in my brain that yeah. it was Herman sometime. Today at work, and I hope nobody from my job listens to this, um, somebody came up and was like, you don't have the score to Saturday night. And I was like, oh, we do. It's just unpublished, which means at my job, we keep them. If it's like a score that's like not like very well, and I'm like, find the app on the way to the forums out on the on the shelf. You grab it, you make a photocopy, you bring it back. Can you shelf. give some context to where you work? You don't have to say. Where I you work at a music library, <laughs> um, and somebody's like, you know, the score Saturday night. And I was like, we do. It's just unpublished, and they were like, well, why is it unpublished? And I was like, well, because it like it's had a weird production history and it like hasn't ever been on Broadway. And they were like, Stephen Sondheim Saturday Night was on Broadway, and I was like, playing nice. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went and I got it from them and whatever, and then they left. And then I after under my breath and I was like, 
Stephen Sondheim's Saturday Night was never on Broadway, bitch. It was supposed to be on Broadway in the 1955 season, and you know what happened? The producer died, and then everybody was sad, and then um, they were like, they ran out of money, and so they canceled it. Then Stephen Sondheim worked with Julie Stein on Gypsy, and everyone was like, that Sondheim guy, he's the real deal. Let's have that show he wrote come back to Broadway. And Sondheim was like, you know what? This is like five years later, and I'm better than that now. And so they didn't do it. And so Saturday Night was never on Broadway. And it didn't get a full production until like 1996 or 1997 when they did it in like London. So Saturday Night was never on Broadway, bitch. See? Now we're doing the musical theater podcast that people were interested in. I took the note. Live from New York, it's (laughs) Saturday night. It's actually Sunday night. Uh Um, Okay, so we have E.T., I, I need a I need a I need a title to 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 go off of here. Well, Is it I called just, Phone Home? I don't know. What I really what I was thinking was they leave ET again. <laughs> they leave him again. He gets back on the ship and he's like, "I'll be right back." And then he literally gets booted off again. Do you think he says, "I'll be right back"? Yeah, what do you says, think he says? He says, he says "I'll be back." <laughs> he says, "BRB, dude." And then he looks at the screen and he says, "Anita." Anita. He says, "I'll be right here." And then he points, and then he throws up <laughs> right off camera. <laughs> this I mean, is a mean he sequel. Puke? No, he doesn't puke. This well, is a mean sequel. Well, the kid does it at school when he gets drunk. But the kid, he, he does get, he gets put in a little white place. A little <laughs> he's white sick. place. He's what? very sick. They fix him, and then he goes back to his planet, and he's fine. Okay. His friends come to pick him up, and are like, "Oh, great! Oh, great!" No, like, couldn't you have taken a lift home? And he was like, "I get drunk." And he's like. <laughs> Canada. <laughs> yeah, and they had to take him home. So, in my mind, I was thinking, like, what if the sequel puts into context that he's just, like, their sloppy friend and that they have to, like, maybe it's not that they leave him again, but it's, like, seeing E.T. in his natural habitat where it's, like, he's so clearly different and out of his league. Right. It's like when you meet Dr. Evil's son and he's like, I'm just like a kid, okay? Yeah, just um, the voice of Chris on Family Guy. Yeah, he says that. And he's like, he's like, oh, hey, Dad. Oh, my oh. God. You know, you Did got... you think that was going to be good when you opened your mouth? N- no, but you got you to gotta take swings. <laughs> yeah, I was impressed. No, you weren't. Yeah, You recoiled I... as if in horror. Well, you know, it was an auditory medium, and I was hoping people would think I was uh, nicer than I was. Um, well, so what do we th- what do we want to do with E.T. here? So I'm, I'm, I'm not confused, but it's almost like a prequel. Because if we're saying it recontextualizes things, mm-hmm. do we see flashbacks from before the movie? Or do we only see after the movie? I don't know. I was just... I, the reason I had this idea is because I was thinking about how nice Elliot is to him and how much of out of his way he goes to protect him. To hold his hair back while he's puking. Basically thinking, well, he's an alien. He doesn't know any better, so I have to protect the poor naive thing. Yeah. When in reality, he knows better. He's just a jerk. Yeah. And so it's like kind of... I thought it would be funny to like see a sequel where they like have him back on the ship and they're like, oh, yeah, I can't believe we forgot you yeah and him just being like yeah what happened and then being like i don't know it's just you know it seems like maybe if you keep on doing this people might forget you right (laughs) and i just like i think maybe it's just like a series maybe even more like this is less of a less of a movie and more of a (laughs) a musical improv show more of a sketch comedy it's just like a series of them going on different like missions to different okay ready for this It's them traveling to basically any movie that's ever happened where aliens touch 
ground like on earth and it's them like trying to leave him behind again and again and again that's insane and i really like it it's like it's like close encounters it's arrival he's in every movie and just like and then like every single time the aliens leave they're like oh my god i guess i guess pretty tigo yeah wow but does he touch the lives of it so here's the thing is that if we're coming back because i don't want this just to i i really like this premise a lot but I don't think that we can take a beloved thing and just say that he's a piece of shit. But that's literally what every sequel does nowadays. It's true. just being like, remember this thing you loved from childhood? Actually, it's fucked. And this guy's a jerk. Yeah. Anyway, have fun. Well, I'm just saying that I want to see this character grow. If we're if we're recontextualizing and saying this guy is a drunkard, he's mm-hmm. like a little college drunk. Mm-hmm. I want to see this character grow at the end to become something more. I know that I'm giving you truly an insane pitch here. Yeah. But I'm going to double down on the insane because I don't know what else to do. So it's him like, it's like a shot of, <laughs> I can't believe these words are going to come out of my mouth. It's like the five women walking into the shimmer and then it like shifts the camera and he's, he's behind like, them with a backpack. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like a Hello Kitty it's like any, any movie where there's ever been no, I alien and human interaction. I, I, I understand. I agree. I, I, I dig that. But I'm saying I got to see this thing get better. Yeah, I agree. No, every character needs a character arc. I'm really stuck for a title. I guess something that would help me make sense of this is what is a movie that this is like? I don't know. I was sort of thinking a la something like the, um, the, oh my God, I can't remember the name of it. The Hangover series. Okay. Where it's like. Oh my god, we lost our friend. But then like over the course of it, they have to like reconcile with the fact that like they that they're like have problems too. Totally. And then it's like, "Oh my god, if we're going to go to our friend's wedding, we have to like suck it up and like be adults for a little bit." Yeah. I was thinking of something like that. Yeah. Okay, good. So we open on I'll be right here and the ship takes off and then it fades into white. Mm-hmm. And then the white clears and you see a bunch of ETs all looking. Mm-hmm. And it's like the camera is the perspective of the audience and they're all looking and they're like, is he awake? Is he? Oh, no. He came back. He's on. He's on. And they're like, someone call Howard. Yeah. Well, I, I think like because they pick him up and they see some more ETs. Remember that shot? Yeah. Like the the thing opens and he's like. Before he like has to leave yeah, again. Yeah, it's so cute. We're destroying the cutest, nicest thing. It is thing. really cute. So they all get him back on the ship and they're all like, oh my Are you okay? Gosh. You need Gatorade. Yeah, like, oh boy, I forgot. Oh my, how did this happen? Meets you just being like, I don't know. And they're like, yeah, it's really. It, it shouldn't keep happening though, right? And he's like, I'm fine. They're like, maybe you shouldn't come on the next I just like adventure. the party. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I hear Alpha Centurion's got an open bar policy, and uh, you get two shots for one. And they're like, no, I think you've had enough, E.T. We're going to just go back home. Yeah. So they just keep leaving him places. But because of his intrepid spirit, he always solves everything. Yeah. Like in Arrival, he's the one who... Like figures out like how to talk the language. Yeah, he figures out how to talk to them. They're like, because we don't know like, how to interact. And he's, he's like, like I know what on. everybody likes. And he's like, oh, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. And the aliens like, <laughs> yeah. They're like, they're communicating because he's just a drunk party girl. And then in, and in, in Independence Day, like they're all flying in and shit. And Will Smith opens up the cockpit 
of one of the aliens and the tentacles are like, and Will Smith punches it. Boom. Welcome to Earth. And then it pans over slightly and E.T. is in the cabin of the alien ship being like, "Uh (laughs) I love it. I just, I like, I like maybe, okay, so you know how you're saying we can't just like ruin it. So maybe. Yeah, he's so sweet. Maybe we learn that his party antics are useful in their own way. And so maybe his brethren are all meant to be more serious by the book scientists, but E.T.'s E.T. and he's got to, you got to do you. You got to party. You got to do you. E.T. got to get down. Yeah. Got to get down. Jump around. (laughs) Okay. What if it's called E.T. do you? Okay. Like D-O-U. Okay. E.T. do you. Hold on. I feel like I'm on the verge of an idea. Oh, I thought I had like a pun title in mind. I might have to come back to it. Okay. E.T. do you is pretty good. But although it does sort of sound like E.T. phone home is like E.T. verb noun. And it does kind of sound like E.T. is going to fuck you. So maybe we don't want to do that. Wink. Ew. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Um, so it's like it's like E.T. is is for the better changing all of these sci-fi characters' lives. Yeah, and I know that this is obviously impossible because we cannot get the rights to every single sci-fi movie of oh, all time. I am. Oh, okay. You know, you know a guy? Yeah, I'm going to call Mr. Rights. Uh-huh. Hold on. Oh, wait, I think he's actually... Calling you? Wait a minute. I thought my phone was on silent. I don't understand how it's... How there's this... This... Oh. Hold on. I'm sorry. This How is did so you know it was going to ring before you said it was on? Because you're like, I don't know. I, no, I don't silent. know. This is so embarrassing. I have to take this. Hello. Yeah. This is Mr. Rights. Oh my god. I'm here to talk to you today about all the rights to the movies you got. Oh, okay. You sound like me doing a weird voice. Yeah. Hey, Can I, you tell him that? I, you. I just Put heard him you. Put on speaker. Okay, you're on speaker. Hey, Mr. Rights. Hey, how are you, Allie? You did. Has anyone ever told you you sound like Marty doing a character and like not even a very good character? Oh, you want to hear my impression of Marty? It's so good. Yeah, I hear no, it. I really hate when he does this. No, I've done it a lot of times. Okay, it, I want to hear it. Kills it, it parties. It's it. so funny. I want to hear it. Okay. I really, really don't want you to do this. Well, oh my God, that, that was an amazing impression. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay, I now it. I'm gonna do now I'm gonna like do my that. Marty impression, which Marty famously loves. He is on record saying how much he loves this impression. Oh God, it's it's loud in here. Okay, that was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That wasn't me. Ah, I got you again. <laughs> I know it was good. Marty won't admit it, but I know it's good. I don't want to do this bit are anymore. The, are the lights bright in here? Oh, uh, okay. Well, I got to go. Oh, hold on. I'm getting a call. How are you getting a call during this call? I, I got speaker dial. Speaker dial. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's good, man. How are you? Okay, we have to cut this. No, no, no. I want to see these two men talk for a little longer. So, um... I was listening to this podcast, Making Number Two. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. I'm on there right now, actually. Yeah, it was really good until this bit. (laughs) (laughs) And then the walls of reality crumble down around this bit. So, yeah, look, I I warned you. Before we recorded, I said to Marty, I have an idea. It is barely an idea. It is the chaff of an idea. And that was it. No, but I like it. Which is that E.T. is a sloppy little party boy. Okay, so I want a couple more scenarios that he changes things for the better. Just because I like that. I think we can like play to the top of our intelligence here and be like, okay, what are the movies or what other scenarios is he put in where he really does change things for the better? Like, in what way would a drunk person who's like a sloppy mess... But a very fun, loving, open-hearted... 100%. Um... He introduces people to 
someone that they would have never spoken to otherwise. They're like, this, he thinks you're cute. Like, just talk to him. That's hey. very cute. Like, everyone's had that friend at the bar being like, that guy is hot. And you should just talk to him and being like, no, I'm not going to talk to him. And, and then your like, friend's hey, like, excuse me. You're he looking you're cute. at you over the bar. <laughs> Do you think my friend's cute? Um, yeah. So come over. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. It's like that. Yeah, hey, how's it going? What about it in Close Com- Encounters Com- of the Sim. Third Kind when they're like, boom, 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 that's good my brother saw that movie when he was very young and he was very scared of it rightfully so because i rewatched it not that long ago and i was like oh this is a scary movie it's eerie when those when those aliens land yeah and then when they land and they're like very long and like they're like sort of like giacometti statues they're frightening so i get it but then my grandparents had a cuckoo clock that when it struck the hour to go boom, 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 boom. And he was so scared. But you know what he was super scared of? Was E.T. Oh, no. My brother was so scared of E.T. for so long. Anyway, so it's like them doing that and they're trying to talk back and forth and like blah, blah, blah. I think he starts a dance party. <laughs> I think he makes a remix of that song. And then it's like the aliens and the humans dancing and like, like floating around. Get, 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 take no more. Yes. Exactly. Marty, honestly, like right here, I need you to drop in like a Kesha and like. I will, you know, I'll do remix. it. You got to do it. Baby, you know, I'll do that. I can't take it, take it, take no more. Never felt like that, like this before. Come on, get me, get me on the but yeah and then it's like all the aliens and the people interacting and it cuts like a news story and they're like today in in a world history i like in all of our sequels it's the same newscaster who basically <laughs> frames the whole happily in every in every sequel <laughs> no it's the girl from it's the girl from with bob and david who's like who's like um Trans- transform yeah, bots. Yeah, transform bots. Um, yeah, anyway. So, so what did she say? I'm sorry I interrupted you. She's just like... It's like, the world is transformed for the better today when a small extraterrestrial with a penchant for parties... Yes. ...found his way into all of our hearts. Exactly. And then it's like, a, it's like cutting to news footage of, like, aliens and humans hand-in-hand hand flying in circles above the ground while it's like, I can't take, 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 no more. Yeah. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. It's uh, great. So then, like, then that happens. And then they're like, another another instance of aliens. E.T., you got to go. And then it's like, then it's like. Oh, that's really good. He's He becomes he a liaison yeah. between aliens and humans. And he's because, like, can someone drive me? Yes. <laughs> they're like, we've got to go now. They've touched down in Scotland or wherever like, the arrival takes place. And he's like, can't, wait a minute. Can we stop for a shamrock shake their back? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, okay. They're like, they're like um. It's July. <laughs> He's like, the last time I checked, it wasn't March. <laughs> I can't take it, take yeah. it, take no more. Uh, but I want to say again, yes, we're making fun of him for being a sloppy little little party boy. But but he's he, bringing people together. Yes, much like how your one friend in college is the reason you went out to party at all. That's so right. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I would have stayed in my house because I discovered Breaking Bad my freshman year of college. Mm. No. I lied. Junior year of college. I that was all I did for the rest of my junior year. I needed friends to be like, let's go. You you need a friend who will bully you into going out. Yeah. My senior year of college, I 
lived on the top floor of an apartment complex, and on the bottom floor were a couple girls who we were friends with, including my very good friends, Carly and Allie Brown, uh, who are still my friends, who knew exactly how to party in college. They knew where to go. They knew who to talk to. And my roommate and I were total fucking nerds and musical theater majors who were like, I'm sorry, my voice is very tired from this week. And they'd be like, let's go. It's senior year. And they knew where to take us and what bars to go to and who was having specials. And it was like, thank thank God that we lived in the same apartment complex as them or we'd be inside watching Little Women mm. all the time. Every day. So really, you need you need that friend. You need, you need that friend. You can't have too many of them, but one or two really can turn your life around. So yes, E.T. becomes like the liaison for Among humanity. Worlds. Yes, and like like they go from one thing to another. We're like E.T., you gotta go, and it's like his handlers <laughs> coming with him. And then like the Star Trek people are like, we have to go to the ship bridge, and and E.T.'s there, and they're like, what up? <laughs> E.T. invented what up? He and. In- Oh, I no, can't believe that you just said E.T. invented what up. What is it? Is was up. Was up. You know, look, I have no, made... No, let me have this. I have made no promises that I lived a normal or exciting childhood. I love that uh, he E.T. invented every famous Super Bowl ad. He also invented Hi, Nickin. Yeah. That's Budweiser. Yeah. I know. That one I knew. Um, what other Super Bowl ads did he invent? E.T. invented Bob Weta Baby Eats a Boy. Bob Weta Baby Eats a Boy. Because they're like, okay, you just have to say my friend's name. His name is Bob. And he's like, I need to eat a baby boy. He said, no. I need they're to- like, call him and say as fast as you can, Bob had a baby, it's a boy. And he goes, I need to. <laughs> we need a title for this movie. I don't really know. I really need you to know, though. Why do you need me to know? Because I'm the one who puts it on the podcast. Well. E.T.T.E. Okay, what if E.T. becomes a T.A. at college <laughs> and he's E.T. T.A.? I want, like, another, like, letter. I, that's why I like E.T. do you. Yeah. If we're saying Dancing Till the World Ends, that's that Kesha song. I can't take it, take it, take no more. Never felt like felt like this before. It's really called Dancing Till the World Ends? I, I think so. And there's one Kesha song that I love. Where... I think at the end of this, E.T. becomes president. Just so you know. <laughs> What I'm thinking. President of the galaxy. Yeah, just because, like, I was thinking, like, you know, like, oh, in Mars attacks, they come and they, like, in- infiltrate the White House. You know what I mean? But yeah. I was like, so maybe he becomes so important to the very relations of the universal. Yeah, he's, he's the stability of people. So it's, like, party president. E.T. E. Party, party president. president. So that's it. But that gives away the ending. Okay, but. But it doesn't. It doesn't. It's like, the, the poster is E.T. wearing, like, a, a sash. Yep. Uh, uh, no, like a sash, like a girl out on her birthday. Like a backdrop party? Yeah, and yeah. it says party president. Yes. And and I just want to say, I don't know why or how, but his VP is Kevin Hart. <laughs> now, is it live action Kevin Hart, or is it Kevin Hart a la Andy Serkis and mocap? No, 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 it's like Kevin a, Hart. Okay. It's literally like, it's like, it's like you see the you see the debate the for presidential debates, and it's like a staid white man and his like other you know like Republican candidate vice president just like waving sort of politely at the camera, and then it like the camera's like shoop and it swings to the other side of the and they're like you know drinking beer and, and they're throwing up fucking throw, yeah. hang looses yeah exactly et and hang loose is also good and 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 it's really Kevin Hart it's not Kevin Hart playing yeah no it is just Kevin a Hart. character and it, yeah it's 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 Kevin Hart as him introducing as himself, Kevin Hart as, as himself, himself. Yeah. it's literally like the et Kevin Hart platform. 
for good times. They're like, they're not even calling themselves the Democrats. They're calling themselves the good time party. <laughs> they get elected to the White House. That's so funny. Oh, oh boy. ET party president. You know what the last, do you want to know what the last part of this movie is? I do. It zooms out a la that part in Men in Black where it's like, and it's a marble. Yeah. Uh, and it goes back to E.T.'s planet and they're all learning about E.T. as the man, the man, as the creature who, who established galactic peace. And so it's like back on E.T.'s planet, it's yeah. like his face everywhere, which looks like everybody else's face, not yeah. to be racist to the E.T. creatures, uh-huh. but they all did yeah, look okay. the same. But like they're all, it's, it's, so it's them reading a like textbook and being like an yeah. E.T. on the party president platform. like The you good know, times platform. Yeah, the good times platform. And E.T. Party, good times pres- party, sorry. E.T. party president brought world peace to everyone in the world, which just goes to show you that to follow who you are, always follow who you are, whether it's you, Marty, or you, Molly, or you, Anita. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's somebody being like, there ain't nobody, in, there ain't no place in the rule book where it says an alien can't play basketball. And it goes, and it zooms in really fast on his face, and it says, E.T. will return in E.T. 2, ball three. bud. Yeah, E.T. 3, ball bud. Ball bud is funny. Oh, no, air bud is still a good name for... Yeah. Because he's in the air? I think he has to reconnect with Elliot at some point as an adult. Oh, yeah. Maybe Elliot is teaching all of the aliens. Oh, that's cute. Like, it's old Elliot, and he's like Robert Sean Leonard. Aw, that's good casting. Yeah, and he's like, and he's like, when I was just a boy, I knew, I don't know what Robert Sean Leonard sounds like. This is fine. He's like, when I was just a boy, I knew a a creature named E.T., and all of you know the story about how he brought us all together. I just want to say, Marty, that this impression is an incredible version of Daniel Day-Lewis's Lincoln. <laughs> okay, I'll, yeah, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. He's like, he's like... As Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, he's like this. He's like, I knew a man as E.T. And he... Puked in my bathtub. <laughs> he, he ate all my Reese's pieces. And drank he all my beer. Drank my beer. He drank my milkshake. He okay. drank it up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> We've already got the rights to every other movie. We might as well keep going. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. So that's basically that's it. That's great. Well, everybody, thank you so much for e. listening. E.T. Party to... President. It is direct to DVD. No. <laughs> that shit is the big screen. Yeah. That's what the kids say now, right? That shit is the big screen? Yeah, they think they say that shit is the big screen. We're going to make t-shirts for making number two that say that shit is the big screen. I mean, I'd wear one. I'd honestly wear one. Um, I'm if certain, you would wear I'm one. I'm almost certain that this movie can't come out until Steven Spielberg is dead and gone. No, no, no. It can come out because Steven Spielberg is going to leave a, a maze to himself and he's going to be like, he's going to be like, hey guys, I made Jaws and you have to rewatch Jaws a hundred times and anybody who knows what happens in the next part of Jaws is going... I'm not doing a bad Steven Spielberg. No, you're not. Right He's like, anybody that you're knows what happens next... You're doing a Ready Player next... One reference right Yeah, now? yeah, I'm making like a Ready Player One. But you too. know what happens in this Ready Player One version of Steven Spielberg? Everybody thinks they know everything and then the final questions about that adaptation he did of that short... that science fiction short story with the truck. What's it called? Duel. Duel. Richard Matheson. Yes. And, and I'm the and winner. You st- and you stand up. And I'm like, Scanlon, I like, read the book. And you're like, it, that's Duel. By Richard Matheson. The oil drips out of the truck like blood. And they're like, you, you've done it, young boy. You won. The factory is yours. And this then, is every. <laughs> yeah, this has gone wildly off the rails. But you know what? We did pretty well. Yeah. 
I just do you want to shove a couple more movies in there. So then anyway, you win the factory and then you also have to go to the acapella contest. Okay. And you haven't won for years. Yeah. And honestly, they're going to shut the factory down if you don't win the acapella concert this year. And right before the foreman comes out, I reach into his chest and I pull out his heart. Om Ram Shivai, Om Ram Shivai, and I pull out his heart. Kalima, uh-huh. Kalima Shaktire. So the poison you just drank, Dr. Jones. Yes. Was it good? Thank you. That was pretty good. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, so this wasn't a very good movie, but... But you know what? I had a good time. <laughs> we hit all the necessary points. We got impressions. Yep. We got some really esoteric knowledge about musical theater. Yep. We got some stories from our college experiences. Yep. I think we've hit the we big hit three. pretty much all the big making number two staples. <laughs> yeah, I think we got them all. Wow. Well, everybody, if you like what you hear, which, God, I can't, can't imagine. imagine. If you do, you can check us out on, on Twitter. We don't, we're not really super active on Twitter, honestly, but. You know, we don't have people to chat with us. If we had yeah. people to chat with, we. But you can follow us on Twitter. I, I am at MCScan, M-C-S-C-A-N. And I am at Miss Alice Nutting, M-S-A-L-I-C-E-N-U-T-T-I-N-G. That is, of course, a musical theater reference. Um, And you can find us on at Making Number Two. If you like what you hear, you can give us a little rating on iTunes, a little shout out. goes a long way to tell your friends, even just tweeting about us with hashtag Making Number Two. If you have any movie sequels or prequels that you think should not exist, we'd love to hear them. Yeah. Just send us a title and, or maybe just like a one-line little pitch and we'll and take you, it away. Yeah, you might away. you might appear on our podcast as a associate producer of that movie. Wow. Wow. Along with Steven Spielberg? With Mr. Spielberg himself? Who left the factory for you because you knew about the movie Duel? He did, but then he got back into a big bed full of four, full of, it was him, Francis Robert's, Ford Coppola. Yep, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese and... um. Oh my gosh, Maybe like Milos Foreman. Cor- Milos Foreman is very good. And they're all in a bed, and they're all eating cold celery soup. And they're all like, and they're like, Steven Spielberg, you can walk? And he's like, I could walk this whole time. They're like, well, none of us can. We're all, we have no bodies under here. And they all <laughs> lift up heads. the blanket, and they're just heads. And then it's Princess Mombi. And and they go, when the doors creak and the spooks all straight, spooks come out for a swing and wake, happy haunts materialize. And begin to socialize. <laughs> Grim grinning ghosts come out to Anita. <laughs> to Anita. Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you at the movies. I hate it. Making number two is filmed in front of a live studio audience at Nickelodeon Studios, Florida.